Tonight's episode is sponsored by Mountain Sea Blast. It's better than water. A subsidiary of the Blue Harbor's Bottling Company. Blue Harbor Bottling Company is not responsible for any harmful side effects, such as but not limited to heart failure, kidney failure, liver failure, type 3 diabetes, spontaneous combustion, sudden or worsening lycanthropy, entropy, leprosy, blindness, deafness, loss of taste, loss of appetite, temporary immortality, or temporary unmortality, followed by spontaneous rebirth, general bloodlust, focused bloodlust, and control of Covered in the overspray of Mountain Sea Blast coming out of this fire hydrant. Uh, whoa, man, that's not water at all. <laughs> Holy cow. I, uh, I I totally tried to turn this off really fast because, bleh. I'd like you to roll to act under pressure. Uh, all right. Uh, act under pressure is cool, and my eight plus one is a nine. You are only able to get it most of the way shut. It is still trickling a level of sea blasty goodness onto the the street in front of you. Oh, that's cool, man. I, you know, just as long as it's not on full blast and knocking over little four-year-olds as they walk by, you know, like, I, I don't mind water being fun and get out there and playing and, you know, knock some kids down, but soda feels different. It feels sharp. But, yeah, so there you go. Mostly closed. All right, well, my job's done here. And I uh, slap my hands together like that, you know, little, and uh, walk off back towards my car. And you begin walking back towards your car. Oh, wait, wait. Hey, Sir Osmond. Of pardon. Come I, on, man. Uh, uh, the exercise has left me uh, rather winded. Yeah, come on, man. Let's get right, back to the van right, real quick. Right, of course. Naturally. Ebs, we, we can't just leave a trail of that foul soda coming out of that fire hydrant. Do you have a towel or something we can stick in there to prevent the flow of this? And then maybe we can figure out why it is all of a sudden we want our men and women of the fire department to be fighting fires with soda? Uh... I have a tube sock. It might work. All right, bet. Give me a second. Let me go get it real quick. And I uh, rummage around the back for the tube sock to uh, wrap around the fire hydrant. What nobody sees is that he actually reaches into his pants to pull it out. Look, man. It happens off camera for a reason. So, uh, yeah. Does shoving the sock in there ebb the flow of the soda? It does for a <laughs> minute. And then the fire hydrant spits out the sock. Uh, I'm going to need a visual on that. (laughs) Yeah, I thought so. Is the fire hydrant alive? It's a possibility. Whoa, man. Like, are you having a hard time breathing? Are you all right? Oh, that thing tastes awful. What are you sticking that in my mouth for? You know, you 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 were, you were expelling all that soda, you know, and that wasn't cool. So now I need to expel more to get that taste out of here. 
and it sprays you with Mountain Sea Blast. I I deserve that. Fair enough. Ah, splashed away. Hey, hey, Father O'Malley, can you like perform an exorcism on this? Cause this totally doesn't look like something that uh is supposed to be happening right now, man. I certainly will give it my best shot. I would like to perform an exorcism on the talking soda spraying fire hydrant. I think you're going to need to be a little bit more specific than that. I would like to, using my expertise as uh, an exorcist for the Vatican, try to expunge the clearly demonic spirit of the soda from inside the fire hydrant. You start sprinkling this thing with holy water, and it starts sprinkling you with Mountain Sea Blast. Okay. We've gone past the friendship phase. Now I'm going to sprinkle it with my fists. Roll to kick some ass. So that is going to be a total of eight. With an eight, you are going to take one harm as you put your fist through this thing. More Mountain Sea Blast begins pouring out from the holes. This didn't accomplish what I wanted it to. So, another fiend has been emerged from this foul elixir. I shall be the one to slay it, then. By all means. I take my sword, march up to this hydrant, and attempt to cut it in half. Will to kick some ass. Uh, five on a five plus three is thirteen. That's gonna do a lot. You hack and slash, and there is nothing left of this fire hydrant. Nothing except for this giant, enormous, three-story geyser of Mountain Sea Blast. Cool, man. You just made a national landmark. The fiend has been slain. You may all calm yourselves. The evil has been slain. You have released me from the prison of the little red thing. (laughs) Who speaks this ill? I take my sword and stab at the uh, ground in which the uh, geyser is erupting from. World to act under pressure. A five and a two is seven, plus my cool of zero is just a seven. You deftly stick your sword into the ground. But the sword becomes stuck. And so soon after you have been reforged, must I lose you again, my companion in battle? I make many attempts to pry it free. Roll to act under pressure. Uh, That is an eight. Okay. With an eight, you are able to pry it free. But you've got a choice to make. As it is being pried free, it is being launched from the pressure of the bubbling soda coming up from underground. If you would like to keep a grip on your sword, you are being launched too. I guess we're going up. And off into the sky goes your favorite knightly friend. On the lighter side of things, Ebbs, I'm pretty sure that means he's now the king of England. Is there still a geyser of soda spraying forth? Yes. But no more evil enchanter voices?
Uh, not that you've heard yet. Ebs, do you have a bucket in the back of your van? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure, man. Hang on a second. I'm sure I got something back here somewhere. And, and you reach your van. Yeah. Uh, and you come up to the front of your van. Hi, van. Well, I keep the, the buckets in the back, so, you know. So you walk around to the front of your van. Oh, I didn't mean to come here. I go to the, I gotta go to the back now. Okay, so you walk back around to the front of your van. All right. Um, shoot, I didn't mean to put the bucket in the hood. Uh, all right, so I go to the front door so I can pop the the back door open. Okay, you head into the van and you pop the the hood and uh, you can see the engine underneath. Cool. Um, all right. Evans, do you have that bucket? Yeah, it's, it's right here, man. Hang on a second. It's, uh, where's the bucket, man? I go to the back door and open the door up. Okay, so you walk around and you get to the front of your van. Oh, no. Well, um, Ebbs. Y- yeah, yeah, Walk, man. listen to me, walk yeah. to the front of your van. All right, I go to the front of the van this time because, you know, I turn around. Here I am. You turn around and there's the fire hydrant. Wait, is it back in the ground? It's just glaring at you. Is it floating in the air at eye level? Oh, no, oh no, no, it's attached to the ground. Is it back where it's supposed to be? Like on its geyser? Yes. What are you staring at me for, man? At least you got home. I can't even find the back of my van. It's like six feet away. Oh, well, you and your, your friends are coming after me. Me and my friends are going to come after you. And you feel this murderous intent from each and every fire hydrant on the street. Whoa. Hey, Father O'Malley, I don't think we need a bucket anymore, man. If we wait another five to ten minutes based on trajectory... I imagine your hero is going to fall somewhere in this vicinity. There's a whistling sound and then a crunch of metal colliding with pavement. Problem solved. Hey there, big fella. You feel okay? I stand up. As Sir Osmond stands up, he kind of accordions a little bit before returning to his natural shape. How did the situation look from above? I'm afraid I was quite... uh... Awash with astonishment. How high'd you go, man? This seems like an ironic question coming from you. I feel as though I could no longer breathe after a moment. Well, in terrestrial news, it appears as though young Ebbs has angered all of the fire hydrants, at least in this quadrant of Los Angeles. Oh yeah, they want to kill me, man. What do you mean, all fire hydrants? Hey, Lou, this isn't a political thing. You know, you just gotta... Wait, are there some firehydrants on my side still? Because I'll take them. I'm more of a, a conscientious objector. As long as you're on my side, I don't care what you are, man. Well, the good news, so far as I can tell, is that all of these fire hydrants are stationary. So if we, if we leave, there shouldn't be much of a problem. Yeah, man. If that's good news, what's the... What's the bad news? All of the fire hydrants in Los Angeles appear to be full to the brim with Satan's bathwater. Oh, that is bad news. And uh, if 
we turn a blind eye here, we are kind of responsible. So, never mind. Wait, my why don't you bless it? I tried that. You know, turn it into holy soda, you know what I mean, man? Holy, holy soda. soda. Yeah, just go over there and be like, you know, you know, the thing you do, man, with your fingers. And like, maybe you make it good soda instead of bad soda. I suppose at this point, anything is possible. I will attempt to anoint the soda in the fire hydrant into holy water uh, through the same ritz I would use to purify regular water. I'm going to say this is a roll to use magic. Okay. Hooray! I'm going to say that sounds like a plan. A six and a three is nine, plus my weird of zero is nine. So you are definitely able to channel some of your holy energy into this fire hydrant, at which point it begins to glow ever so slightly. (laughs) Now you have made me righteous! And he kind of flexes as best as a water hydrant can. Well, now if he kills me, man, it was a righteous accident, so it was supposed to happen, I guess. You know. Get over here so I can bop you one. All right, hang on a second. And I get in my van and I hit him. (laughs) Roll to act under pressure. Yeah. So four and one is five, plus my one is a six. You collide with the fire hydrant and the next time you open your eyes you're lying in bed at home and one xp healthier hey dudes <laughs> had the craziest dream man oh what happened we had to stand in line for water we live next to a beach can't you just you know fill your jugs on the beach whoa ho whoa dude where did he come from? Oh, the priest? He's been following around for a little while now. It's true. Oh. I believe I am almost used to him. Oh, man. Um, his faith is strange and obscure, but I respect his dedication to it. Why is there a talking fire hydrant here, guys? Whoa, okay. Are we gonna... Oh, wow, that's... That, that, that hurts, you know? Young Trevor, do you not remember that here's how we met? Um, nope. Not a thing, bro. Because I found you in a cave. And who gave you the map to that cave? And who held the lantern while you read the inscription off the tomb? Uh, whoa. How did you hold the lantern? Here, hang on a second. I got a lantern around here somewhere. Yeah, here's a lantern. Here, hold this. Uh, as you pull up the lantern, you see it has an attachment where it would screw on to the side of a fire hydrant. Wait a minute, man. And I look in the mirror to see if I banged my head. Roll to read a bad situation. Okay. So, um, I rolled a five. Plus my two for sharp is a seven. That's going to give you a hold one. Yes. Uh, are there any? No. 
Hmm, none of those questions appeal to me. Fine. What's the biggest threat? You can feel something watching over you. Something that's not really there. You can't see it, but you can definitely feel it. Its presence is palatable. All right. Well, clearly, I was mistaken. And I am totally sorry that I forgot that you were there, Blue. And, uh, you know, I'm going to make it up to you. I'm going to buy you a new paint job. Oh, oh can, can, I, can I get something a little bit, you know, flashier than this, you know, red? I know they say fire engine red is a, is a hot color, but... I was looking for something maybe two-toned, some patterns maybe. Yeah, man. I'll take you to the dude that does my car. I know you've seen the Phoenix and the Dragon and, you know, the wizard out there and stuff. Can't wait. All right, bet. It's, uh... And you're at your car guy. Whoa. There's a large robot made out of car parts who is getting, well, a spray paint job on his arm that looks... Analogous to a tattoo sleeve. Nice, man. Wait, is the car man getting the tattoo, or is the car man giving the tattoo paint job? Uh, it's a car man giving a tattoo to another car man. So, yeah, this looks like your car guy, huh? No, man. Um, my car guy's Greek, but I'm sure this guy's good, too. He's probably... Opa, opa. Says one of the robots. Oh, he must have got a haircut. All right, bet. Hey, oh, Stephanopoulos, man. What's going on, bro? Hello there, friend. What can I be doing for you today? Yeah, man. I uh, I got this dude here who, like, needs a whole new paint job, man. Because, like, he's tired of his whole single-tone color. And he's, he's feeling them, you know, multi-tone vibes. And I thought you could I help him out. I only work on cars, and I do not see any wheels on him. Um, Wow. So that's yeah, a, that's a, a little oh, racist there, isn't it, buddy? That's what I get the exact same vibe off that man. Like, oh, you can't paint, you know, anything. You're paint. You know what? I I don't want to be here, bro. Let's go, Lou. You should be ashamed of yourself. You tell him. And then everything kind of lurches. I'd like you to roll. Use magic. All right. I. uh... But you know what's uh, double sixes? Whatever. It's twelve plus uh, my one for thirteen. Boxcars, that's the word. As everything shifts and, and lurches, you're able to see straight for just a moment. And you see the parking lot around you. And then it just kind of shifts back. Oh. <laughs> well, now I know I'm hallucinating, so I'm just going to ride it out, bro. And I sit down. And now that you're aware of what's happening and... And I play the bongos. ...able to just kind of power through this, you see the wreckage of the parking lot oh there are the tops torn off of cars there are people running and screaming in every direction across the parking lot there is an enormous condor with what must be a 30 foot wingspan it is trying to lift father o'malley off of the ground but sir osmond has one hand on its lower beak and one hand clutched to the front door of the supermarket 
and he's just barely holding it in place. Um, you're freaking me out, man. I take out my pistol and I shoot the bird in the face. No, bird. That's my father, O'Malley. Please roll to act under pressure. Sure, man. Act under pressure is a one with my six and a five for a total of 12. You got this. Pew. You hit the bird right in the face with the bullet. It chips off a piece of his beak and it drops the good father before flapping furiously to escape. Sir Osmond, what would you like to do? I would like to take my grip to try and pull the section of beak that I was already grabbing clean off of it as it's trying to get away. Rolled to kick some ass. Uh, a three and a three plus my own three makes for 12. Nope, it makes for nine. My mistake. I can do math sometimes. <laughs> math is hard. Math is hard. So, yeah, you got yourself a fistful of its beak uh, that snaps off in your hands as it makes its way into the sky. Well, bro, let me go find Father O'Malley real quick, because that is, what's up, bro, on the ground. Hey, man, are you alive? Yes, I'm fine. Just a little worse for the weather, I suppose. No, the weather's fine, bro. I'm asking about you. I'm fine, Ebs. Oh, good, good. All right, bet. Where did that bird come from? You don't remember? We emerged from the shopping market. There was a young man in a mountain sea blast costume. And then Wait, didn't I give from... one of those to... Didn't I give one of those to Sir Sir Osmond? Wait, didn't uh, I drink one of those? Of what Wait, do you speak? You, you drank the soda? I don't think you drank... I, you tried. I do remember you trying. Um... And I believe I had a fair few words for you, young man. Oh, whoa. So, like, then what happened, man? As, as you may recall, I had a disagreement with the mascot lad. And then, as he was standing there trying to rebut me, mentioning foolish notions such as Mountain Sea Blast makes you able to see the Lord gigantic condor swooped out from above and ate the mascot boy and then began creating the general mayhem that you were just witness to. Uh, You were over there on the ground uh, flopping around and speaking in tongues. Now, I have seen that happen before, but usually witchcraft is involved. Yeah, man, don't drink the soda. It's bad for you. What do you think I was trying to tell you? Um, so it is not good. Wait, but I like soda. No. Wait. So wait, you're the one that told me that I can't drink the soda? And in the distance, you can hear the call of the largest bird you have ever seen. Hey folks, welcome to the middle of episode 8. Really glad you're here with us. Uh, wanted to thank you for being here. And this is just your mid-episode reminder that you can check out our podcast on all your favorite podcast locations, including Podbean, Spotify, now on the Apple iStore, and Google Play. 
In addition, we'd also like to remind you that you can head on over to our Facebook page and check out the pinned comment at the top, which is our contest celebrating our upcoming 10th episode where we are giving away a Wormwood Dice Box. All the details, once again, on the Umbral Theater Facebook page. And just as another reminder, thank you so much for listening. And now back to the show. It's the next day, or maybe several days later. The specifics are as unimportant as the seagulls that are roosting all about you. In fact, there's dozens and dozens of these flying rats taking up space all over on the beach where you and Chester, was that his name, Chester? Chuck. Chuck. Charles and Chuck. Chuck. Yeah. His nickname is Chuck. His name is Charles. And his goat's name is Buster. So they're all over the place where you and Chuck and Buster have your vans parked. In fact, you're pretty sure you saw a seagull try to carry Buster away the other day. He's so small. I totally believe that. Are these seagulls larger than the usual ones that infest this area? No, but there's about ten times as many as you're used to. Do you gentlemen think that the increased number of seagulls has anything to do with the appearance of that giant bird? Um, these are just seagulls. Yes, but my thought is perhaps the giant bird took over their habitat and their food supply, forcing them to migrate further this way. Oh. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Wow, that would explain why these pesky things are everywhere and um, not on the beach or out in the ocean where they belong. And why that one tried to eat that goat. That's all right. Buster bites back as I run around my lot, flailing with my broom, slapping at seagulls that keep trying to Take my things, like crumpled up wads of paper and discarded soda cans. Real soda, not the bad kind. Those are mine, man. Sir Osman, when you were serving the round table, did you ever have to hunt for a great beast? I'm standing almost statuesque with... So many seagulls just perched on me and my shoulders, and I'm just frowning underneath my helmet. Our primary goal was the quest for the grail, and it led me to this exact location. Any beast that was to be found was along the trail. Right. So that's no help. So what he's saying, though, is... If the Holy Grail is where the beast is, it's going to lead us there. Do you know where the Holy Grail is, Ebbs? Maybe. Okay. Where? Guess. Conjecture. Okay. Well, apparently, after it was lost um, at that place where the treasure's kept... um, you know, this order of dudes, uh, you know, hid it away. 
and gave it to a bunch of people in a bunch of countries. So then it got on a boat and, and you know, it made its way over here to America, where upon it also managed to wend its way to California, probably sometime during the gold rush, because, you know, or maybe maybe before that. It was a long time ago. But, uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. It's here on the West Coast somewhere. Close. Okay. Let's try an exercise. Close your eyes and just say the first place that comes to mind. The beach. Yeah, the beach. Okay. Let's go see if we see the Holy Grail on the beach. And then I head towards the beach. All right, we're going to the beach. The first thing that jumps out to you upon walking onto the beach is this large beached boat. Is it Ebbs's boat? Yes, it is. Oh. You still haven't handled this? No, hang on a second, man. Let me do that right now. And, uh, yeah, I call the marina, and I just ask them to come down and tow my boat. Because marinas do that. Okay, you call the marina and send them to fix your boat. All right, now that that's done, um, you know, want to go surfing? No, but I want to check to see if the Holy Grail is in your boat. Oh, well, okay, man, come on down where the boats are. And, uh, you know, I show them how to get on the boat and bring them down to where I keep the boards. And my trophy wall with all my trophies. Well, to read a bad situation. Okay. Read a bad situation is sharp. And an eight plus two is a ten. You get a whole three. I do. So, first question. What's my best way in? The best way in is definitely by climbing up the ladder onto the top of the boat and then heading in from up above. All right. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? You see a ton of beef jerky wrappers and empty bottles of cheap whiskey. What's my best way out? Turn around and walk away. All right, guys, I got a really bad feeling as I walk close to the boat. And, uh, you know, if you want, we can go up the ladder here and go down the middle and, you know, check out all the stuff where my trophies are and the boards. Um, Or we can go that way. And I point away. Well, considering that the whole premise of our operation was to attempt to locate the giant bird monster by way of finding the Holy Grail, and you came upon a bad premonition coming near your boat, my guess is that we should probably investigate the boat. If nothing else, a reprieve from our constant white-feathered aggressors will be much appreciated. I am gonna uh, start to climb the ladder up into the boat. You're on the top of the boat. The smell of refuse and liquor hits you pretty hard. I believe, Ebbs, that someone has been using your boat as their makeshift home. And it's not you. Oh. Please tell me it's not you. I don't think it's me. Can I see, from, from atop the boat, can I see any... Actual living people? You can see living folks down the beach, playing in the water. But not on the boat or in the boat or near the boat who aren't... Correct. Okay. 
I am going to ask Sir Osmond to draw his sword and head into the cabin of the boat. Sir Osmond, could you please uh, lead our investigation party? Swords drawn? I draw my sword. Any fiend whose dares to dwell inside shall feel the righteous sting of my blade. And I move in. And I will follow behind him. Okay. Let's do this. Inside the boat, from up ahead near the front, you hear the rustling of plastic. Announce yourself, fiend. I shine a flashlight on it. Well, the door to the the frontmost cabin is partially closed. Uh, With my free hand, I will move the door open, but make sure to have my sword at the ready for whatever could be on the other side. And as you open the door, you see what must be a thousand seagulls. I shut the door. What's up, man? Is there, like, is there a squid in there? To open this portal will not grant us reprieve from our aerial assailants. Are you saying that that room is full of seagulls? Verily so. Oh. Ebbs, is that the room that has your trophies in it? Yeah, man. You hear the sound of dozens and dozens of tiny feet on the floor above you. It sounds like there's more upstairs, man. I think they just landed. All right, gentlemen. We face a dire situation. No more threatening than the Sander Snatch or the Shark Man. We must make a decision. Do we just make a run for it? Or do we attempt to find brooms in here with which to ward them off? No, man. I say we smoke them out. Go on. Oh, okay. Um, so, like, you know, I'll, like, rip my shirt off. And reveal my pristine, you know, un- you know shaved chest. Anyway, uh, and wrap that around uh, this stick over here that broke off of something when the boat crashed. And uh, I'm going to light that on fire. And it's going to make smoke. And then I'm going to put it in the doorway where the birds are. And they're going to have to leave because they're going to get smoked out. And they're not going to want to hang out here. And you guys are going to lay on the ground so that the smoke rises and doesn't fall down and, you know, make you smoked out. And that's going to get us in the room. Looking around the cabin, is there a fire extinguisher? Yeah, behind the bar, man. You know, it's a bar. All right. That's where you keep them. It's a handheld one, though. It's small, so. I am going to take this fire extinguisher when I lay down on the ground, just on the off chance that something goes awry, and we will proceed with your plan. All right, I dig it. I dig it. Yeah, I grab proceed to light the uh, makeshift torch on fire and smoke out these birds. Roll to act under pressure. Uh, six and a three is a nine. My cool is a one is a ten. Wow, I am having great rolls. No XP for you. I know. <laughs> this is terrible. Right? <laughs> So, you open the door, toss the torch in, and close the door behind it. You hear a panicked flutter ring. 
there's a lot of chaos from the other side of this door. Yeah. Then a moment later, the door opens, and someone throws the torch back. I throw the torch back. Wait a minute, 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 wait a minute. Did you guys see that? Yes. There's a person in there. Are there birds still in there, too? Or are the birds the person? It's starting to get a little bit hard to breathe. There's a torch burning in your closed-off little hallway. I will use the fire extinguisher to extinguish the burning shirt. Roll to act under pressure. So a three and a three is a six. Plus my cool of zero is a six. No. So you point the fire extinguisher, you aim, and it's empty. On the lighter side of things, I leveled up. Ooh. I am going to take this opportunity to take a move from another playbook. What playbook is that? It is the wronged. And the move is fervor, which allows me to use my tough when manipulating someone. That is an interesting choice. Sir Osmond. I would like to pick up this uh, makeshift torch, bring it back towards the door, open the door, show it right back in, and hold it shut with my whole frame. Well, two pieces of information. Firstly, something is holding the door from the other side. You're going to need to roll to act under pressure. Uh, one plus two is three. So, you run up, you hit the door, you stumble through the door, dropping the torch behind you, and the door slams shut after you've passed through. Is there a new person on this side of the door? No, 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 quite the opposite. Osmond is now on the other side of the door, but he left the torch here. Well, now I can't burn the boat down. Great. I stamp out the fire. Roll to act under pressure. That's an eight. You will suffer one harm on your footsies for stomping out the fire, but it does go out. Is that armor-defeating harm? Because I have minus one harm for my resilience. It definitely is. Thank you. Thank you. Stupid fire. Stupid foot. All right. Well, the fire's out, man. I'm going to walk to the door and knock. Oh, wait. You have our knight. Mine now. No. Sorry. I got him. You're mine. I'm afraid that. I must insist that you return to me one night of the round. Looks like a square to me. I'm sorry, did you say a squire? Squire. No seven. Sir, is your jaw wired shut? Sir, is your round ever here? Go to hell. How dare you talk to a man of the cloth that way? If anyone is going to condemn anyone to hell in this conversation, it's going to be me. Now open that door and return to me my knight. 
roll to manipulate someone. So a five and a three is an eight, plus my tough of two is a ten. Whoa. I mean, looks like it wouldn't be much of a meal anyway. And the door opens, and out tumbles Sir Osmond, covered in feathers. Osmond, are you all right? (laughs) Where is he? I would have had him. My fists are out, ready to fight. I'm certain you would have, and certainly, if the Lord is willing, we'll have our opportunity, but for now, let's be happy that you're on this side of the door. Did you see anything in there? Did I see anything in there? Roll to investigate a mystery. Oh, that is boxcars plus one for a total of 13. Well, that's a hold, too. I'd like to know what sort of creature is it? As best you could tell, he looked human. There were, however, far more seagulls in there than you would expect to be able to fit. And I would also like to know, what was it going to do? It looked like he was sizing you up to see how much seagull chow he could make. Hmm. That man seems somewhat like a man, but clearly something is wrong. And he he looked at me as if I would be mere feed for his flock. Well, with as many birds as he has, I'm sure that finding a stable food supply is a concern. However, our concern now needs to be luring him out of that room. Okay, let's go buy dinner. I like your style. It's a good plan. Let's go buy dinner. Let's go buy dinner. I admit I have been feeling quite peckish. Let us go. With a little bit of effort, you're able to force your way through the dozen or so seagulls who rested on top of the hatch leading below. And where are you headed for dinner? Oh, just somewhere I can get extra food so when I bring it back I can lure this hobo out of my boat. What we need is one of those pies with hobo-lifting aromas. Yeah, correct. See, you know what? Grandma's Bakery down the street. Hobo-lifting aroma pies, guaranteed. So you go to Grandma's Bakery. The fun thing about Grandma's Bakery is it is run by a gentleman named Ernest Grandma. Yo, what up, Ernie? Oh, welcome. Welcome, kid. I, you gotta get a little closer. I can't quite see you. Oh, sure, man. Yo, what up, Ernie? Oh, it's you. It's you. Hey, 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 kid. Hey, kid. How you, how you doing? How you doing? You want some pies? You know me. I got the best hobo pies. Yeah, I got a hobo that's squatting in my boat. So, you know. Father O'Malley was like, let's get some hobo pie. And I was like, I know a place and a guy. Here we are. Oh, so you want a, that, the, the hobo lifting pie, not a, a hobo pie. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, man. Of course, you know, I could throw in a hobo, I guess, afterwards. Uh, let me see what I got. Let me see what I got. All right. And he starts rifling through pies. Now this one. This is one, a recipe I learned when I was fighting in World War One. Wait, the world was at war? With who? Three times. Only twice it made the news. Oh. Well, all right, man. Thanks, Ernie. We appreciate it. 
I hope this works. Do I have to do anything special? Just kind of hold it out? Is there like a stick with a string? Oh, I don't know. What kind of hobo are we dealing with here? Uh, Are we dealing with like a train jumper? He's got a bindle. That's an important qualifier. If he's got a bindle, we're definitely good. If there is no bindle, we, we might have to try another approach. Oh, this is the kind of like, you know, usually lives on roofs and breed pigeons, but apparently he occupied my boat and he's trying to do a, seagulls. A pigeon hobo? Oh, it's a, well, you know. We don't have pigeon hobos on this coast. Yeah, yeah but you know, we have, I, we have seagulls. seagulls. I love New York to get away from the pigeon hobos. Oh, no. Oi, let me see what I got for you. All right, man. Here, put, the, put this candle in it. Tell him it's his birthday. Is it? I don't know. Might work, might not. Gotta try something, right? Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate it. And, uh, here you go, Father O'Malley. Here's a pie for the hobo. All right. Let us return to your boat. Cool, man. Perhaps at some point we should stop and run Sir Osmond through a car wash. Yes. Should this matter of pies not work, I swear I shall... I shall paint my armor as red as it currently is white. And then we return to the boat, which I believe is called the Ebbs and Flow. It is. Hey, man, it's your birthday and we got you a pie. Roll to manipulate someone. All right. Um, and I do have a nifty move called See It All Fits Together, where I get to roll my sharp instead of my charm. So I'm going to put that out there. So an 8 plus a 2 makes a 10. Hobo aromatic pies. Alright, this one like hobo pie out there. You got the hobo pie? Yeah, man. Just for you. <laughs> Birthday pie. Coming to get hobo some. Hobo pie. And the door opens. And out steps this stooped, withered, dirty gremlin of a human being. He's got he's got a big umbrella that he's kind of holding out like a spear as he approaches. You can see hundreds of eyes watching you from the other room. Hey, hey, bro. My name's Ebs. This is Flo. This is Father O'Malley. And this is a pie for you. Is it for me? Yep. Kick, drop it on the floor. Kick it over. Okay. Why don't you take it outside and enjoy enjoy a meal under the Lord's sky? You're going to try to eat my birds. We're going to try to eat your birds? Oh, you know I'm going to eat my birds. Why would we eat your birds? You won't. I'm not going to let you. Well, we, we don't have any desire to eat your birds. We... Well, it's not your choice. You're not doing it. No, we would never even think of it. Hey, man, can you, uh, can you go get me my trophies from that room? Because, you know, if we can't go in there, and you can go in there, then, you know... Uh, I threw those out. Uh, where'd you put them, man? Yeah, out the window. On the port side or the starboard side? On the pie side. All right, cool, man. Well, apparently the trophies aren't inside, guys. Enjoy your pie. Why do you surround yourself with these... creatures? 
What are you? That's deep, man. I'm gonna put that on a shirt. These, uh, they call and and they and they flap, and they defecate all over my pristine armor. No less than a week after I have it fully repaired. These are honest about it. You, sir, are squatting in the property of my family member. No, I'm standing. Oh, yeah, man, about that. Um, there's some dudes coming by tomorrow to pick the boat up, and they're going to take it back to the dock and fix it up. So you're going to have to be gone when they get here, because if they take you, then they're going to take you back to the dock. And, you know, you don't want to be in the boat when they fix it. Um, it it'll hurt your birds. So you got, like, 27 hours. You might have, like, 19. I'm not good at math. But, uh, you know, there's a heads up. Have a good one, bro. Now, come on, guys. Let's go get that trophy. I want to show you the one I won for, you know, my very first, you know, Standy Healy kickflip. Super cool time. And, I, you know, I wander outside. I will follow Ebbs. Looking for his trophies. I will also follow, but I do not take my eyes off of this stranger. You head out to this pie side of the boat. And... Well, the water's a little bit deep there, but not super difficult deep. Maybe somewhere between knee and chest deep as you start fishing through, picking up trophies. Are any of them cup-shaped? Most of them, in fact. Yeah, man. Which shape did you think the trophies were going to be, silly? Sir Osmond, I would like you to roll to investigate a mystery. As, as soon as you said that, I dropped one of mine, so I'm just going to roll the same one twice and count. Oh, that sounds awful. You gotta roll two. He's so lucky, he can count. With a four and a one, that makes five, and with my sharp of plus one, that becomes a six. With a six, you're all sifting through trophies and pulling things out and washing them out. All of a sudden, a large shadow passes over the three of you. You look up and see it's seagulls scattering in every direction. Do some of them appear to be coming out of the boat? Yes. Then there's a much larger shadow. That enormous condor lands directly on the boat. Its talons dig into the hull, and it begins to fly away. Plumber, shingles, kidney stones, type 1 diabetes, leprosy, ulcers, least infection, gout, blindness, rabies, hemorrhoids, spontaneous combustion, hair loss, and large prostate, type 2 diabetes, the clap, vomiting, broken ribs, liver failure, kidney failure, heart failure, hair growth, diarrhea, multiple organ failure, anemia, runny or stuffy nose. Blue Harbor's Bottling Company does not accept any responsibility if an avalanche is actually caused in your soul.